Warrior Woman, welcome back to the Warrior School podcast. This is episode 117. And today, I have a guest for you. She's not just a guest. She is one of my warriors. Tammy Thurston is one of the coolest women I know. She's a teacher. She's a kindergarten teacher, a wife, mother, and she's a warrior. And I've had the pleasure of coaching and leading her in her training and health for the last, I think it's four and a half years, five years. The first time that I saw Tammy in my studio for a session, she couldn't even walk pain-free. She had to actually hold on to the railing to get up the stairs. She had chronic hip and back pain for a really long time, and she thought that she would never be able to train again. But over the last few years, we have worked really hard to rebuild her foundation. One of her goals, one of the first goals that she had when she came to see me was to be able to move pain-free during her daily life and daily activities and to get back to regular training movements. I'll work together and the time and effort that Temi has put into her practice over the last few years has helped her to recover fully and be back to training, uh, which is, it's so super cool. And I'm really excited to bring you this episode and conversation today. Tam has really learned to listen to and understand her body better. She is pain-free during her daily life and her balance, mobility, flexibility, strength, and mental health has greatly improved over the last few years. Tam, I'm so proud of you. Uh, You know, you're a pleasure to coach and teach. Thank you for being brave uh, and doing this podcast episode so other women can hear your story and understand that it's totally possible to overcome chronic pain and to learn to trust your body again. So in our conversation today, we talk about Tem's story, her training and health uh, before Warrior School and how her life, health and training has changed over the last few years since joining Warrior School. We talk about her biggest wins and there are a lot over the last couple of years, which is so cool. And being pain-free is one of one of Tem's biggest wins. We also talk about uh, her greatest insights and learnings over the last few years. She's, you know, an, an OG warrior. She's been with me for a long time. So she has some really cool insights and learnings that she shares in our conversation. And then we talk about what she's excited about for the future. Now she's not in chronic pain and she's built this really cool foundation. She has some really cool goals, uh, strength goals. So warrior, I'm excited to bring you this conversation with one of my warriors. Uh, Enjoy this conversation with Tammy Thurston on overcoming chronic pain and learning to trust her body again. Welcome to the Warrior School podcast, the podcast for women who train. I believe following a plan that works with your body and has a timeline of years is the future of women's training. 
I also believe women can train hard. We just need to learn how to do it in a respectful way. So Warrior, this is your go-to show for practical information on training, nutrition, hormones, and performance. Myself and tons of experts will help you create a training strategy that works with your body and gets results. I am your teacher, Amy Bow, coach, dietitian, and the creator of Warrior School. Okay, Warrior Woman, let's do this. Ready. <laughs> ready. Tammy's ready. We're just, we're going to start then right okay. now. Ready, Tim? <laughs> I'm ready. Ready, coach. <laughs> ready, coach. Uh, well, you're pretty much going to talk the whole time today. I'll ask you some questions. Make sure you listen to them, okay? I will do my best to listen. Mindful <laughs> listening. Yeah. How many, how many reps was that? <laughs> yeah. uh, for those of you who listen, uh, are listening, Tammy is, um, she's not a great listener. No, I shouldn't say that. But, you know, she focuses, I think, a lot on um her body and the movement and all the technical cues that she has to like go through like a checklist sometimes she doesn't hear me when I'm coaching and so she'll be like how many or um I'll be like hey Tam how many have you done and she's like oh I don't know <laughs> that is true I think I hear Amy tell me the um the movement and right away my head starts going okay spread the floor brace make sure you're breathing don't shut your eyes you're safe you can do this there's no rush <laughs> i think this would be a cool place to start actually uh around like this the concept of like slowing down uh because if you want to talk a little bit about like what your world and training was like you know four years ago how I don't know how long we've we been together now for probably a good four years at least yes. yeah at least uh so we'll we'll come back and loop back into this like slowing down but I would love if you could talk a little bit about how was life and training before before we slowed down and and not listen to Amy <laughs> life and training well um I was a runner before and would do really long runs. Um, then I started doing CrossFit and I teach kindergarten. And so I was sick a lot. Someone said to me once, you're the sickest person I know because I would catch every cold I would get lice and like pink eye whenever any of that went around in the classroom. So yes, it was not ideal. I was tired all the time. And then I ended up having a back injury and which pretty much stopped me like dead in my tracks. And I was, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't like walking was painful. Working was painful. Sitting was painful. And that was a really, really low point. And I said, Amy, help. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, 
you can tell it you can tell it uh why don't you tell those who are listening about like that first time you walked up my stairs here the first time I walked up Amy's stairs I was gripping the handrail because just every step I took um I was having such agony in my back I felt like the nerves like just couldn't handle it walking down was even worse than walking up um I said to Amy, I just didn't know if I would ever be able to work or be in a class with the others that I was used to being with. And that made me really sad. It made me feel like this lone, little lonely wolf just off on her own. And um, the pain, the chronic pain was just so, I don't know, debilitating. And I felt like I could only, I was only resting enough to make it back to work the next day and I could rest on the weekend just to get myself ready to go back to work for the week and that was what my life had become so that first day going back to Amy's um she we got there and we had a big talk and then we she started to assess can you stand on one foot and that was an eye opener just because of the pain I'd been in. I could barely balance on each foot for any length of time whatsoever. Yeah. And I want to get in, I will get into uh, your journey around your hip and your back. And I want to dig deep into, into that. I just want to come back to a, like, uh, like your training before. So you had moved your body, you, you know, you loved, you were even saying in, when we finished class the other day, you were talking about some of your old runs, like you love to be outside and you did a lot of running and then you did CrossFit. And there are some amazing things uh, about CrossFit. You know, I, I think it's such a cool sport if it's taught really well, uh, if we can manage our stress really well, uh, and if we've built a good foundation, uh, CrossFit is great, but we met, we first met, uh, when you were doing CrossFit and you were doing, uh, some of my mobility work. And I remember you always being sick coming into the class all of the time. And I think that's when we started just to have conversations in class at CrossFit and just about, you know, your, your health and your stress uh, and your training. And then you really wanted to do like Olympic lifting when I was teaching the Olympic lifting there, but you felt like your body was just constantly letting you down. Could you talk a little bit about that? Just coming from being able to run and you did CrossFit for a while and it was, and, and it worked, you know, and you enjoyed it and you did it. Talk a little bit about when, you kind of realized that what you were doing just like wasn't working and, and what was coming up in like the body and the mind? Yes, CrossFit was was fun. Um, I would get super nervous. <laughs> I, I would do it and I would say to myself, you're one of the older um, CrossFitters there. You know, you're going to be last. Don't even tr- like, like 
don't try to be like the first one on the board. I, you're okay if you're the last one on the board. So that was always my mindset. I, there was always this, I'm super nervous, but I'm going to try and it's okay. You can just keep going. Don't even count. You could just be the last one. And that was my mindset. And it was fun. The people were great. Um, and then I started to have some niggles in my back then. And I thought, well, I can just keep going because, you know, it'll just go away. I'm in pretty good shape. It'll just go away. Well, it didn't. It, it got worse. And I started to go to a physiotherapist and it was um, maybe my core wasn't um, as strong as it should be when we're doing some of those moves. And I always said to myself, it's, it's okay because um, I'm not, I'm not going to be competitive. I'm just doing, I'm doing me. And then I found myself being competitive, like against maybe the, another person that was going to be near the end with me. And then I found that my technique wasn't probably where it should have been. And hence, I think with, um, with that mind, that in mind, my back started to get worse until I just couldn't, I couldn't go anymore. So the pain just got worse and worse. So then I had to stop everything. Yeah, it was um, to the point where it even hurt walking. Yes. Walking was painful. Sitting for any periods of time in the car was painful. I would just try to get lift my, my leg up to get sit, be a passenger in the car was painful. I would have to lift my leg up with my hands. So it was that bad. Yeah. And sleeping. It was, it also would interrupt your sleep. Correct. Couldn't sleep. So I was on a cycle where I couldn't get comfortable in bed. I was tossing and turning. I couldn't sleep. I would wake up. I was exhausted and having to go through my day with pain and teaching kindergarten children where I'd have to lean over them and bend over them all the time and tie their shoelaces. It was agonizing. Yeah. Yeah, put your own shoes on, please. Please, wear Velcro. <laughs> yeah, please wear Velcro for me. No, I can't help you with your pants. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, when you uh, came to see me uh, and we spoke about, we spoke about a few things. One was uh, like stress. So, and we'll, we'll get into this, but Tammy and I've had great conversations over the last like four or five years about stress, but I do remember our conversation. Uh, one piece of it was around uh, like the state, you know, the state of the nervous system and stress and how, when we are stressed and the body's stressed, it can uh, increase our risk of injury. It can exacerbate um, underlying kind of instabilities or imbalances, and it can take a longer time for us to uh, like heal and rehabilitate ourselves when we're in that state. So we we've spoke we spoke about that, and we'll get into that. But one of the things that we did speak about uh, when we were looking at Temi's back and her hip, uh, I actually sent her to a pelvic floor. Uh, physio. So what I've seen in my work over the last 13 years is that uh, a lot of women who have birthed children over time, they can develop uh, this back 
chronic back hip stuff and no no matter kind of what we do sometimes with like our mobility and our movement seeing a pelvic floor specialist can really support us in like the internal so I would love Tammy if you could speak to some of the learnings and the insights that you had around uh, your pelvic floor because it very much links into like your hip pain absolutely Um, I found a great um, physio and who really taught me a lot about um, recognizing when my hips were out and how to readjust, which was great. Um, One of the things that I learned, uh, she had me see uh, this uh, pelvic floor physio who actually did an internal, I don't know, assessment Mm -hmm. and who could actually see with um, the implement that she was using when I contracted my pelvis to see what exactly I was doing. So that was very interesting because I thought a lot of the pain that I was having was because I had a weak core and you hear a lot, women hear a lot about doing their Kegels. And so sometimes some people might think, oh, if I do a lot of those and really squeeze really hard, then you'll get better. It doesn't help. Don't do it. (laughs) So in my efforts to get better, I thought, oh, I'll just do this a lot. Squeeze really hard. Well, it created more problems. More than I ever thought it would. So it was interesting going to the, um, having this done and you could see it like when you were having um, an ultrasound on the screen, she would say, oh, can you contract like, you know, 50%. And then she's saying, oh no, you're like 95% contracted there. And it was just interesting hearing how much those muscles were being overused. And so, just even learning that because segueing into your muscles are constantly in this um, state where you're squeezing and then you're not even thinking about it because you've done it so much, then that creates another a problem when it came to intimacy because you're just clamping down so hard. So yes, don't do it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and it's actually, it's, it is, it's really common. It's more common than uh, I think a lot of women realize, or, you know, maybe we're not that great at speaking out about it, or we just don't, pelvic floor physios have really like come into, I guess, like the space um, in the last like four or five years. And they're doing such great work to really teach women about their pelvic floor. And actually a lot of us are super hypertonic that we've just got that baby squeezed on so tight. (laughs) Just like, it just goes along with, I guess, the state of our body being in stress that like the the pelvic floor just kind of like clamps down. Now, of course, some women don't, you know, if they've had prolapses and some have looser pelvic floors for sure. But in Temi's case, uh, what you found was that you had quite a hypertonic pelvic floor. Yes. Isn't it, Tem? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
And so this is the reason why we're talking about this, because it's one of one of the pieces in Tammy's story about her hip and her back. And she's in a little bit of a flare up right now. So her hip's not that great uh, that we're working through. But, you know, we, we need to look at our pelvic floors. They're really important, especially if we've got back and hip problems, a chronic back and hip problems. Uh, so that was one piece. Then, Tim, I'd love you to talk about the training, you know, how did it, um, going from like CrossFit and, and running and, you know, moving fast and doing a lot of things that were very like, uh, varied and fun and exciting. Can you talk about what it was like to slow down and to start again, essentially, and rebuild your foundation? Absolutely different <laughs> very different but coming from a place of chronic pain where I just couldn't do anything I couldn't even go for a walk without pain just even starting was I was so hopeful um like I said the first thing was when we went through our assessment of could I balance how long could I balance for um, I remember a mobility exercise where I had to lean against a wall and it was a side bend and I didn't even look like I was bending and you actually um, manipulated me so I could feel what it was supposed what I was supposed to be feeling or doing. Um, so yes, just starting from scratch and just going really slowly mixed mixed feelings of being so grateful, but like, oh, what did I used to do before? This is crazy. Like, that was just my work that I just did. And yes, it was exhausting, especially because I would ask Amy all the time, do I inhale or exhale here? I was so obsessed with my breathing and what my um, abdominals should be doing. I couldn't even focus on the exercise. Do you remember that? I do, yeah. Is that an exhale? Is that an inhale? When do I breathe? When do I hold my breath? And that's all I could. And she would say, okay, let's not focus on that. Just Let breathe it. so you don't die. Yeah. Right. So I found I would just focus on these random things and just singularly, and I couldn't see the whole, the whole exercise. It was it was a big learning curve for my body and for my mind as well to break everything down and to just do it slowly. And there are times now that Amy has to say, do it faster. Yeah. <laughs> no slow, just fast. Yeah. Tammy spent the last like four years, like rebuilding her foundation and doing everything very slow and controlled. And now we're in this place in her training where, uh, like she's just got her first full strict push-ups. Uh, but I remember when we were like almost there, we were like almost had them, but she was going like so slow and controlled and you know, don't get me wrong. I love that. And I demand that from, you know, all of my warriors most of the time, but there is a time for like speed and to like do the movement. So one day I said to Tammy, just do it, just get down and then get out of there. And then she did her first, <laughs> first strict push up. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about the shoulder. We're going to talk about the elbow. Basically, 
what I want like you to talk about in this in this conversation is the ups and downs of building a foundation you know coming because we are dealing with a bit of a shoulder thing that you have your hip is in a bit of a flare-up so even though you've built this foundation you know you've gone from not even be able to walk to uh what did you do in your like squats a couple of weeks ago like squatting the most that you've ever squatted back squatting with the um I think I was doing 70 pounds, like the goblet squats, 70, 75 pounds. Yeah. I think you goblet squatted like 70 or 75 pounds, but then you've back squatted more uh, when we did back squats here to the target. Uh, And I can't remember what it was, but like that journey has taken you, you know, a good three or four years. uh, And we've done a lot of well, you, you, you talk about what we've done when it comes to like your mobility and stability and your body weight strength work and just share a little bit about what your trainings look like. Training is so varied and you keep it, you keep us on our toes for sure. We just, when we think, oh, we're going to do this, you mix it up and definitely, um, training is always, or on my journey, I feel great. My body's doing this. And all of a sudden the body does what the body does. And I have like an issue with my shoulder. And then we have to work, do rehab on that and and exercise it as opposed to what you used to think, like, don't do anything with it. You know, Um, then the elbow does something. So I think definitely just working through everything continuously doing the the rehab work and it was like when you saw that I was stiff the other day you said oh did you do your your protocol and I said oh I missed it and so it's telling um when I miss my the the that work that you'll say doesn't seem like sexy work but Mm. it is you need to do it so that your body can do the things that you want it to um yeah so see now I've lost my train of thought (laughs) yeah no I really like that you brought that up Temi that uh there in our practice we can build this foundation so for example for those who are listening with Temi we did a lot of hip mobility work so her hips are very tight Uh, so we did a lot of mobility work, a lot of flexibility work. Uh, we worked on a lot of stability within her pelvis. So when she was talking about standing on one leg, so we did a lot of balance work. Uh, We've done a lot of single leg work. And then we've started to redevelop her squat pattern, really focusing on range of motion, stability and control. Uh, We've done a lot of work with her around her breathing and her bracing uh, and also her relaxing. Uh, And so we've done a lot of that work. And then she's got to this place in her training where, you know, she can do, she can lift weights, you know, you can squat, you can do RDLs. And we did deadlifts the other day, but last week your hip was a bit flared up you know I can tell sometimes it actually gets a little flared up and so I love how you brought it up where we actually pause and we focus on what's coming up we can't just like push through it now of course you still did the movements it's not like we avoided it but we did accessory work to support you to 
to actually do the movement um, and to continue forth. And I think that's what's really important. And we've done the same thing with your shoulder. You know, you had your shoulder issue for a while. We did a lot of work. We had to actually pause. Your, you couldn't do pull-ups for a bit. We didn't do a lot of push-ups for a little while. We actually had to do shoulder rehab and essentially fix or, you know, really help the problem and balance out whatever was going on. And now you're back to doing push-ups and pull-ups. And so I like that you brought that up, that we've had to pause quite a few times and look after whatever the body is telling us. Yes. And even, even as we were doing our, we were doing our, um, RDLs, um, we worked on that. We did the accessory work. And even though my brain was saying, oh, should I go up and wait? <laughs> You're the, the steady constant that said, let's see where this goes, how you feel after. Whereas, you know, had I been on my own, I might've said, oh, let's just try that. And who knows where I would have been after that, just trying to add more weight. Um, the way that you gradually change the exercises where we were doing our RDLs and then we went to a deficit. It's just, I can feel it how much stronger we're getting just these subtle changes. And then it's, we go from five to eight. And then, so I think it's all helping to get us all stronger. Yeah. The progression in it. Uh, and I yeah. think, you know, we can progress uh, even if we have stuff going on with our body, it, we just have to do it in the right way. So if the body's telling us something like your hip at the moment, you've also got an elbow thing. So we're working on uh, Tammy's elbow at the moment because when she does uh, a overhanged pull-up, so where your palms are facing away from you, she gets this like really funky elbow thing going on. And there's just a bit of a breakdown in the structure between the shoulder and the scapula and, and coming into the forearm and the elbow. So we're working on that, but it's not like she's not doing pulling work. She still is. And the same with your hip, you know, your hip is a little flared, but we are doing things to support you in the practice. And I think that's really important because we can, and I'm sure you felt like this, Temi, when something comes up in the body, uh, how did it feel? Um, like, did the mind get really disappointed that the thing was coming up? And did you feel like then you couldn't train? Like, what was some of the mindset stuff that went on earlier on when you were in pain or discomfort compared to now when something comes up? What are the stories like? Are they different? Totally different. So one of the things I've definitely learned from you is to ask myself, am I in pain or is this just uncomfortable? And that was a huge, that was so huge for me when you talked about that, that I, now I do, because before, if I just felt a little twinge of anything, it was like, oh, back off, stop. You can't do this. You're going to, you know, you, you can't, you're going to hurt your body more and um, after I did that session about, is it pain or discomfort? Then I started to ask myself, okay, I can stop now and I can say, hmm, what's, what's causing this? Do, do I just have to tweak it a little bit and try again? And so I'm not hands off the way I was before or freak out. <laughs> and um, let's just try it, but a different way. Let's see, let's talk it through and see 
how we can make it work and still do the exercise, um, adapt it. Yeah, that's, um, thanks for sharing that bit about the learning around pain and discomfort um, or sensation. The way that I like to really describe it is there's a sensation in the body. Immediately, the mind's going to go, that's bad because I'm feeling this sensation, especially if it maybe feels a little bit like a previous sensation, which ended up in, you know, maybe us having our hip pain or, you know, our back pain. And if we feel any kind of sensation in that area, the mind gets very worried um, and we want to like stop doing the movement. Uh, but yeah, we can't, we can't still, <laughs> we have to actually use this. We have to do the thing to find out what the body's telling us and feel the sensation because that gives us information and that information, then we can, we can do movements um, to support. Yeah. So do you have any other um, like insights and learning from your training over the last few years, building your foundation? Um, I have learned that, yes, it is a slow process to just take it easy. And I think one of the big things for me is I can get easily excitable <laughs> and <laughs> That sometimes can lead to my hyperness and, and then that, that goes into the whole, um, you know, I just need to calm down and just uh, take it easy. Sometimes when things are challenging for me, I close my eyes, which Amy knows <laughs> I'm trying to work on my breathing. She'll notice when I stop breathing and I'm just holding my breath for the whole time. She yells out, breathe. And open your eyes. When you close your eyes, you're telling your central nervous system that it's not safe. So those are things I'm working through right now. So just to take it easy. Um, also just learning that when I'm really proud of what my body can do, not to be as critical with how, my, how I think my body looks. So this is the a problem that I hear well a conflict that I hear with a lot of other people that what their body can do their performance body versus how they think they should look there's a it doesn't mash with that and I have that as well um, yeah should we talk about that a bit sure <laughs> I'm trying to be more celebratory about my achievements and I think I'm getting better at the self, the negative self-talk. So, yeah. Yeah. What Temi was just saying before uh, around like what her body can do and like how it performs. So when we get into all of this stuff, a lot of the time, when I say all this stuff, I mean like our training and our health stuff, a lot of us, yeah, like we do want to feel good in our body and feel stronger, but what takes over very much is uh, the, the way the body looks and we get very like fixated um, and fascinated and we spend a lot of time wanting to change like the aesthetic body, um, you know, how the body actually looks. 
And then like Tam said, there's like a bit of a conflict and a friction that we start to feel because like we, we want to be stronger and we want to do some of these skills, but yet we have this other side, which is like, I don't like how my body looks or I don't like how I feel in my body. And that seems to kind of take the stage. Whereas if we can flip it and we can really focus on what can your body do? You know, how is your body functioning? Uh, and so with Tam, we've done a lot of work on her stress management. Uh, we're working a bit on her food at the moment. Uh, and because those things are going to help her body function better. And then when her body's functioning better, she can show up to her training and perform better. And then the more we can like perform in our training, as a byproduct, then we can get like our change in our, you know, in our body composition. Uh, could you speak to it a little bit about like your thoughts on that or, you know, what kind of goes on in the mind between those two? Absolutely. We talked about that we worked a lot on squats. We did a lot of squats and Amy helped me to grow a booty. So <laughs> with that, my husband goes by, he gives me a smack and says, thanks, Amy, <laughs> because I've always had a pancake bum. So now <laughs> I have a booty. Yeah. And, and this happens a lot. But then my pants don't fit because now I've grown a booty. <laughs> so then I feel, oh, my pants don't fit. And so then you get into this. Amy says, go buy new pants. <laughs> How old are those pants? They're like probably five years old. Yeah, and those pants are for pancake bums. Yeah, that is true. So that's just one instance where I'm so thankful I can squat what I can squat. And that, yes, I've grown a booty, which I've never had. But then that whole, oh, look, you, you can't get your pants on. But then I was saying to Amy the other day, I said, I pull my pants on and I actually, instead of going straight up, I can go around the booty. Up, up, hold on. We've got to take a hard right here to get yeah. around the bum and then come back up. Yeah, the every uh, now and then I'll pop jeans on and I'm like, has my bum and my legs grown even more? Like, are my jeans tighter? Like, that excites me, which is probably not super common. But like, I love being like, okay, are my jeans like even tighter because I got like a bigger bum or a bit like stronger legs? <laughs> Whereas for a lot of women, they, if they pop their clothes on and they don't fit and they feel uncomfortable and, you know, I totally get that when it comes to maybe gaining weight, which could be gaining fat mass. But when we're gaining muscle mass, like a booty, and then our pants don't fit us, like that's, we need to celebrate that being like, yes, like I've got more muscle on my body, which is a really hard thing to do. And then especially if you're in, you know, your fifties, it's even harder to actually put on, you know, put on that muscle. So yeah, we're celebrating, celebrating the booty. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I know it's come up in our conversations uh, a bit around, you know, the feeling of sometimes not feeling comfortable in your body. Uh, but then also, you know, you're not in pain. You can do all these really cool things in your training. Could you talk a little bit about, about that piece? And do you have um, 
some things that you say to yourself when maybe you don't feel super comfortable in your body or you catch yourself in the mirror? Like what's the self-talk like? Is, is there a quick like flip or reframe to actually like looking at all the things the body can do and the function of it? Yes. Um, I think Amy knows that I struggled uh, definitely with this, especially when I was going to go away on vacation. I said, I just don't even know what to pack. I don't know what, like, who's going to want to see like (laughs) a, a bikini on this body. I don't definitely. And those are, those are thoughts that I have that I need to deal with. Um, you know, and it's, it's, something I'm just trying to change that mindset and um, I am so grateful that I can move my body and I can come to training and I can do the things that I can do I can run outside with my my kindergarten children and um, I think just to be to be grateful and that yes I'm continuously moving forward I'm healthy stay calm and try to relax more and (laughs) just take take a breath. So it's, and it is what it is. I, I know that I am in my fifties. I've had two children and I do this, this talk to myself that, you know, yes, the body changes after all this time. And you're not going to look like the 20 year old in a bikini. (laughs) So, you know, what do you want to look like? What is, what is, you know, how, how do you think? Be realistic, Tammy, I say to myself. So, yeah. And then I'll catch my arm and I'll go, hey, not bad. Yeah. Worth it. All that arm accessory work that we did. So it's, it's definitely a back and forth chat in my head that's constantly happening yeah and I think you know we need to that's okay that's like totally normal it's not about not having that converse it's not about having those thoughts because we're just going to have those those thoughts are always going to come in our minds yeah we're going to see someone else or you know we're going to have a certain feeling in the body and a thought is going to come in and when I was doing um, my master's we did a bit of like act therapy which is like acceptance and commitment therapy and the way that they describe it was like the thought is just made up of words which are made up of letters and they just come into the mind it's when we actually attach to that thought and then maybe we we live into that thought and that thought changes our behaviors so for a lot of women it's like I am fat or I feel fat or I feel disgusting and then we live into that thought by then doing things to not feel that way and those things sometimes don't support the body and then it creates can create more problems where if we just go okay I had that thought like thanks mind (laughs) not very helpful and then we can reframe it to be like okay but my body can function so much better or it is a lot healthier or it's a lot stronger and I can do all of these things with it which I couldn't do before I can honor not feeling super comfortable in my body all of the time but we have to give priority to the performing body because if we don't have the performing body and a functioning body it's going to be really hard to ever get to achieving certain aesthetic goals um 
yeah and it's a constant it's a constant dance but like I tell you Tam and all my warriors it's like if we can just focus on performance you know focus on your functioning body and then as a byproduct we can get a change in the body composition um would you like to share some of uh your big wins over the last couple of years sure (laughs) um one well definitely one of the big wins is getting my toe push-ups just that has been years in the making oh yeah years in the making I'm really close to my chin-ups my um yes my chin-ups really close and um I'm really pleased to be training with with other warriors I'm so happy to be touching the bar being back at the bar and lifting I I always tell people that I feel just so strong when I'm lifting and it just gives me this euphoria (laughs) when I'm lifting I'm always happy to be doing it um my mobility has improved so much um for the tin man which is my nickname I'm so stiff all the time (laughs) and even with my wonky hips I remember first starting shrimp squats and I could between my terrible balance and just trying to even hinge at the hip it was not very good but it's improved so much so I'm really pleased about that um being able to do things like I said, I went on holiday and I did yoga and I was strong enough to do a lot of the yoga um, poses and hold them. My balance was so much better and I could do chaturanga to um, downward facing dog. And that was a first time for me to be able to do that. So I was really excited to do um, to do that in a class. It's such a cool win when you got back from your holiday and you shared that, like, how cool is that just to be in a class and just feel so much more stable and capable, just not like you're getting your ass kicked. Just be like, Oh God, I haven't done yoga for so long. I'm just going to absolutely get my butt kicked, but to be in the class and be like, Hey, I actually like, I got this, you know, I can like I can, I'm, you know, cause I've been doing slow and controlled for years now. So it's like the stability and the control, you know, you owned the, the movements in the yoga, you owned those postures and then to get chaturanga, which is, you know, for those of you who have done yoga, it's not an easy um, transition. It's not an easy move to do well, to do gracefully and to actually control it. Uh, and that's epic. And that's, you know, we need to, that's why I get you to write in your journal and write things like this down because when we feel like it's taking too long or we are in a bit of pain or we don't feel great in our body, we need to remember things like this and celebrate that, hey, actually, I rocked that yoga class in Mexico. <laughs> you even went up to the teacher or the teacher said something to you, yeah? Yes. So I had said that I hadn't done yoga in such a long time and uh, she said, 
no, you, you look like you do do yoga. She goes, even your breathing. And she said, you are strong. And she said, and when you get home, she said, just even when you get busy with uh, work and everything, just take time, like you always say, to just breathe. So she said to take it home with me or yes, the, my, my practice. So yeah, the breath, um, you've mentioned that quite a few times, Tem, in our conversation. Uh, just talk to me a little bit about that. Talk to me about uh, the learnings or the insight you've had around like your breathing. Uh, and you've also mentioned like being calm a few times. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I was a major mouth breather. <laughs> everything I was uh just anything if I got excited I would just be panting like a dog and <laughs> if Amy asked me to do something that was I thought ooh, I'd be <laughs> right from the get-go <laughs> and so I have I guess changed where I can sit and think about it and I've worked on my breathing where I actually put my hand on my, um, you know, on my abdominals and my chest, one on my chest. And I've really worked on just uh, breathing, nose breathing in and out through the nose slowly. So, and that was one of the things that the, my physio said as well, just try as slow as you can to do some deep breathing before you go to bed to calm the central nervous system. And even when we're doing lifting, I do find myself at times when we, in the middle of a lift, I'm, I might do a little extra <laughs> pant, but I'm trying to stop myself from doing that and just breathe through my nose and reset. And because I'm not in a rush to do it, I'm not on the clock. So to just keep my body calm which yeah. works out for the better because then my brain can think about my steps and I can brace and do all the things I'm supposed to do. Yeah. The reason why I wanted you to talk a bit about it was for a couple of different reasons. One, coming back to this slowness, like slowing down and being in your body and just being aware of the body and, and connecting it. The other uh, reason I brought it up was a little bit to do with just stress you know, how your nervous system is quite stressed a lot of the time. Uh, and we've seen that through lots of different things that have come up for you uh, over the years, whether that's pain or injury or, you know, other illnesses and, and bits and pieces. And uh, one thing that we've really tried to work on with Tam is like her breathing and, and to really calm the nervous system down. Like she said at the start of our conversation, she works with kindergarten and that's like a really hard job. That's like, I, I do remember me telling you, Tammy, that you're pretty much performing for like six hours of the day. Yeah. Like your nervous system is like fired up and like on, like you're doing a performance, uh, like a musical for like six hours a day. Cause you were like, I'm just so tired. And your nervous system was so stressed. And we've used the breath with Tammy just to help calm her nervous system down. Um, and it's a tool for her to come into her body. Yeah, absolutely. Just even at work too, just to when I'm feeling that sense um, that I'm close to being so overwhelmed, just to 
take a moment and to breathe (laughs) slowly. It sounds really simple and it's like, doesn't sound super sexy at all, but would you say that it's been like a really helpful tool for you to like put in your tool belt, essentially? Totally essential. I'm still doing it, um, being mindful of doing it at night before I go to sleep or I get into bed and I, I still need the feedback of putting my hand on my abdominal and chest and do a slow count in through the nostrils and out and just to get that sense of calm. Yeah. I'd love if you, you know, if women are listening that maybe feel really stuck with their training or maybe they have chronic pain or discomfort or they're not training, uh, do you have anything to say to them? I would say, don't give up, find a good coach like I did to start you from the beginning and to work and adapt with you as the body um, develops and changes and, or stalls a little bit and which it will, and to just keep building from that, that base and it'll get better life will get better. Yeah. So it's it's built into other areas for sure. Yeah. And it hasn't always been easy. Has it Tam? You know, you were, you're training like four days a week, but do you just want to talk to sometimes like how you feel before you like show up to training sometimes? And then then, like talk to, I think this is really important because like, I think sometimes we think that it's, we've always got to feel like, have the energy and be excited to train and like yes of course like in an ideal world that would be amazing if we could structure our whole life all of the time with like 100% energy and time and space and like be excited to train all the time but can you talk a little bit about you know sometimes like your day and sometimes you're exhausted and like how you how you work through that and show up to the session even though you don't feel great all of the time Yes, I have my classes scheduled and there are times where I've had a day and I know that I have to eat my snack and I have to, you know, get ready to go to training and I just say, I just don't feel like it. Or I might say to to the teacher next door, oh, I have to go and train. I just don't know how I'm going to make it. I just, I don't have the energy. I used it up at this last incident that happened. And, but it's something that I just have to do. And I get myself there and I walk in the door and usually I have to run to the bathroom because I haven't gone in like forever. And once I get there and we just start, it's, it's the best thing. And I walk out and I say, that was so good. That was so great. Thank you, coach. And it's (laughs) on repeat. (laughs) I mean, it's not like that every day, but there's some days that I just think I just can't, but I, I make it a point of showing up. And I think that's what you have to do. You have to show up. Yeah. 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 I'd agree with you, Tam, around, you know, we, if you like 
value like your health and you know you you're on a mission to want to feel good and feel strong that's not always going to be easy and like I just believe we owe it to our bodies that we have to show up like we have to train yeah and we don't want to use the word have to all the time like we get to yeah we get to do it but in those moments and those times where we just feel like we just, I don't want to do it. <laughs> like sometimes for sure we have to honor that. Yeah. If we um, are a complete mess or the nervous system is, a, you know, super chaotic or we've had no sleep or, you know, if we have young children, all of that stuff, of course, but we get to this point where, you know what, we actually, we just have to show up. We have, we have, you owe it to the body to move it and to train. And so, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I think it's important. You've put, you know, you've scheduled it in to your week. So, you know, your training days, you know, your snack that works for you. So you have your snacks, snack set up, you have your, like your clothes ready. And then even though you might not feel like it, you do show up. And then sometimes we have to modify it and that's okay. But at least, you know, you've kept the promise to yourself to, to, to show up. Yes. Made it a priority. It's, it's my priority to do that. Some people, and I was saying to Amy that some people can just get their walks in. Well, that's one thing that I'm still struggling to do, partly too with my hip, but it's my priority to show up for class. And I, it's a privilege because I get to do this because I do remember when I couldn't. Yeah. What are you excited about for your future? in your training or your life or your health or whatever area. <laughs> I'm excited to see as I get older too, um, just, you know, what my body can do. We're, we're working on a lot of lifting right now and I'm loving it. Um, being able to be more comfortable in my body and um and again hopefully less and less self and self negative self-talk um I'm always inspired by the other warriors and that that's huge for me to always see when your posts and what people are doing and you know when they find things hard I think you can do this just, you know, just keep on at it. And um, I think that's the inspiration from the other warriors, I think is great. Yeah, it's, um, it's cool to see, isn't it? It's cool to see other women like, you know, struggling, but also winning and like, you know, you, you're just in it together. I, like I say, or like you're on the field together or Brené Brown would say like, you're in the arena, you know, together, just like some days getting your butt kicked together, but some of you are a lot further along in your journey than others. And it's nice to kind of, yeah, all, I think community and that connection piece is really, really important and it's inspiring to see other women do really cool things with their body yes you posted somebody doing a pull-up and I'm thinking me next that's going to be me 
Yes, <laughs> my turn, <Yeah>. my turn, <laughs> uh, which is really cool because in the culture, especially when it comes to like women and training and fitness culture, there's so much comparison, you know, there's so much comparison and um, competition. Now I think competition is great. Like healthy competition is, is amazing. And, but it's got to come from this place of like, you know, I'm inspired and I'm driven because I can see that, you know, Shannon can do five strict pull-ups and I'm like, Oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, I want to, yeah, she inspires me to do that. And I, and I she really, does. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what was the other thing that you said that you're excited for? Um, just to continue to get stronger, like to add, we've just started to really add the barbell back in and add weights back in for you. And so I think this is really exciting to start to build back some of those movement patterns to build your squat up and your deadlift up and, uh, it will, yeah, it's going to be really, well, I'm excited about it. I don't know if you are, but I am, I am <laughs> along with some of your body weight strength goals, you know, you, we want to like get some more push-ups and get your pull up and all the while we're looking after your, your body. And I think one for, for me that comes up for you is being able to go on a walk and come back from that walk and be pain-free. Yes, that is a good goal. Yes. <laughs> and not have to suffer for it days after. Yeah. 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 Tim went on a really long walk last week and this is we, why we think the hips a little bit flared up and a little bit funky is because that was one of the longest walks she's done in a long time. And there's some stuff that happens with her pelvis and her gait that flares her hip up. So uh, I think it would be, yeah really cool to get to a place where you know if you wanted to go out for a long walk with your girlfriends that you can and you're not in pain for days after yes I should be able to do that we're working towards it yeah Tam anything else you want to share before we finish our conversation not really I just um I just want you know, people to know that they, they can do it, yeah. that no matter how broken they might feel right now, or, you know, where whatever injury or the setback that they've had, that we all have those setbacks and we all feel rotten when it happens and that, oh, we have to start all over again. And it's, it's okay. It's your body. We have one body and we have to treat it right. Yeah. Beautiful. We'll finish there. I think that's really powerful. We have one body. That's it. So we need to learn to listen to it and, and look after it and treat it right. Tammy, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of all the work because yes, I've led Tammy for the last like four or five years, but she's had to show up and do the work. Like Tammy's done the work. I've given her the tools and the process and the, and the answers. And I say this a lot. It's like, you know, find a leader, find a coach, find a teacher. Like I'm such a big, um, big believer in that. But in the end, like Tammy's done the work. She's the one that has to make the decision to show up to training. She's the one that has to do the exercises and then make sure that she's feeding herself right and managing her stress. And so Tammy, 
you've done the work, you know, you've done the work for the last, you know, four or five years to get yourself to this place. And it's, um, yeah, it's an honor and a privilege to watch you be able to move pain-free and, and to get stronger and to learn so much more about your body. Thank you for guiding me on this journey. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> Tammy, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for being brave and saying yes. It might inspire all my other warriors to get on. <laughs> if I can do it, you can do it too. <laughs> That's right. That's Tammy's slogan, you know, with her training and with anything. Yeah. Um, yes. You just got to show up and you've got to try. Okay, Tammy, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a good day. Warrior Woman, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't, please give the podcast some love by subscribing now. And if you enjoyed this episode, please rate it and share it with another Warrior Woman. Also, if you want to go crazy, I'd love if you wrote a review for the Warrior School podcast. And also share and tag me with your biggest takeaways for the episode on the gram. Okay, Warrior Woman, have a great week in training. Bye for now.